Welcome to Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. This is the only show, so far as we know, where you, the listener, can submit a recipe so that three of America's purplest, most trending cooks can cook it for you, then screw around with it using our proprietary wheel of death behind me. Let's get into our little game today. Well, every day, my name is Chris Ying. I'm hosting this podcast uh, with two of my dearest friends here. Which one of you is uh, Priya Krishna, longtime OG Recipe Club wedgie, is in fact sitting in for my normal co-host Dave Chang today. So you will be playing the role of Dave Chang. Uh, and joining us in studio is our featured guest wedgie, Rachel Kong. Who has also played the role of Dave Chang before? Let me let me ask you this, Priya. When you're, um, where were you when you got the call that you know you're going to be going on stage today? You know, it's the under the understudy. Is that what it's called? Understudy. Sure. Yeah. When you were, what were you doing when you got the call? Like, hey, Dave's sick. We need you to stand in for Dave. Have you been like practicing your lines? Walk me through your get. Give me a little get ready with me day for Priya, the understudy for Dave. It was actually now at the end of. September. Um, and where was I? I think I was at home. I was about to head out on a trip to a wedding when I got the call. And, um, you know, I went out and bought a nondescript baseball cap, uh, an expensive jacket, a $5 t-shirt, a Tesla. Um, some non-alcoholic <laughs> beer, and a Tesla. And I got in character. Uh, amazing! I'm, I'm so glad you've committed to the committed to the role here, in all of its majesty. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with twenty five thousand miles on. I got it to over two hundred thousand miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Rachel, this is your featured episode because uh, for those who are listening to this episode or listening to the recipe for the first time, at the beginning of the season, we choose our ingredients according to a draft, and then we all get to cook the recipes accordingly. So Rachel, you chose ube. Mm -hmm. was this, where was this in your sort of... I don't think desires? it was high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was... Uh, maybe an appealing choice of the choices that were left. And it was something that I had been curious about. You know, it's a alluring 
color, you were hue. U- U- Ube curious. <laughs> Ube curious, hundred uh-huh. um, percent. But yeah, I had never cooked with ube, as I don't know you have uh, either. Yeah, I don't think that I have cooked with ube very much. Um, to be honest, when we were compiling this list of theme ingredients for the season, I put ube on here because it is sort of a perennial trending ingredient, which is what I was Googling right before we yes. got onto this this call. Uh, if you Google ube recipes, you get like 6 million results. If you Google ube food trend, you also get 2 million results Whoa. just as like wow. a trending food. So I Googled ube food trend and I get ube, the uber ingredient of 2023 from Forbes. I've got Paste Magazine says ube just keeps getting more popular. <laughs> Semaphore ube, the Filipino yam will be the flavor of the year, trend forecasters What say. year was that? 23. This oh. is all for 23. We wow. only have two months to make it happen. <laughs> the Filipino <laughs> Spoon University says the Filipino purple yam is exploding in popularity. Here's wow. why. Wow. The Guardian Food Network, Priya, your own New York Times declared it the tuber of the year, I believe, in 2020. Wow. Beating out other tubers. Wow. <laughs> other t- <laughs> it was a mad race. Um, yeah. There is, there is a, there's a lot to be said for tube as a trending ingredient. Tube, you said tube. <laughs> tube. <laughs> tube or not tube? <laughs> that is the question. Shit, that's why it's such a good trending. That, that is good. Yeah. Um, if we only pr- still had a magazine, think of the think of the puns. <laughs> It's just the ube issues. We could definitely do an ube. If we had continued to make Lucky Peach, we would definitely be doing the ube issue by now. There'd be like yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred. And it would be like a big purple cover, the cover yeah. of yeah. Grimace. Yeah. Uh, Priya, do you cook with ube? Have you? What, what is your ube experience? I don't think I have cooked with ube, but I'm pretty sure Seth has baked with ube before. Maybe ice cream. I'm not sure, but he's he's. Very ube curious. Mm. We <laughs> sorry, I don't know if I can continue. If we keep saying ube curious, I don't think I can keep making this podcast. Um, so th- my point is this: for the tuber of the year, exploding trend of 2023, we have three people who are like pretty in touch with food and cooking. None of which have ever cooked with ube. I don't really know. Uh, I, I guess, like, do you feel like this trend is real or is it just, like, a, a, a total fiction? I think it's totally real. I have seen ube at, like, many, many restaurants across the country, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. ice cream shops, dessert places. I think, like, it's similar to, like, how matcha became huge. I feel like oh. people love almost the color more than they love the flavor. Also, Trader Joe's sells them as purple sweet potatoes. I think. So, okay. Oh, so okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing about here's. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <sighs> now we're into it here. When you Google ube and you just try to find out what ube is, almost every website. And, I mean, I, I think you saw this too, yeah. Rachel. Describes ube via, like via via negativa. It says like all the things ube is not first. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. ube is not a, a purple sweet potato. Ube is not to be confused Uh-oh. with this kind of yam. <laughs> ube is not this. I'm I'm convinced there is no such thing as ube. <laughs> just like ube, yeah. there's like a bunch of things ube is not, but there's yeah. no such thing as ube. It's possible. I think that's totally true. I mean, so we were talking. I was texting Chris about shopping for ube. I live near three 
Filipino markets, and none of them had fresh ube. I think it's really, at least where I am, you know, L.A. area, it was really hard to find fresh tubers. They did have purple sweet potatoes, which um, I sent Chris a picture, and he said, no, <laughs> that's not wow. it. Wow. Ube are apparently brown and furry. I don't know if they're furry, but they're like more of a, they're brown or like purpley brown. Yeah. And have like, you sent me something that was like kind of a lighter color. Yes. Skin. And so I then I did do more Googling and I do think that there's a, a purple sweet potato. There's a purple yam, which I don't think is the correct word exactly for what ube is. Oh. But, um, but ube and purple yam, I think, can be used interchangeably, whereas Ube and purple sweet potato are not. Mm-hmm. Those are different things. Okay. Um, right. In fact, yeah. it's culturally offensive online. to use a <laughs> purple sweet potato in place of an ube. It's All actually right. no, but it did say it did like Stepped every it. everything that I saw online said you can substitute. I mean, because it's hard to find. It's hard to find ube, despite its being the tuber of the year. <laughs> okay. It's again. Tuber of the year, exploding in popularity. None of us have cooked with it, and you cannot find it, and it cannot be defined. But that's the thing is that while I was at Seafood City, there were so many things that were, like, ube-flavored. You know, you could get ube pancake mix. You could get ube cookies. You could get chips. There were so many things. Mm. Um, And I found frozen ube and, like, frozen whole ube, but it was just, like, the fresh fresh root did not seem to... Uh, yeah, it eluded me. Could I could not, not find it. I could not it. find yeah. the fresh root either. I, I have a theory in which do you think that maybe many ube products, like pumpkin spice products, yes. like contain no ube? Yes. And in fact, I did look at, um, there was like an ube extract um, or, you know, like sort of like vanilla extract type thing. And I looked at the ingredients and it said um, something like, this is the McCormick brand ube extract. It said something like natural... Like sweet potato, fla- it was just some kind of compound that mimicked yeah. sweet potatoes, but wasn't ube, and and then coloring essentially. Uh, ube is Tagalog, the Tagalog word for this whatever whatever this tuber is that cannot be described or named. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's what is what's the word for this? <laughs> it's, 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 it's ineffable. Ube. It's ineffable. It's just ube. <laughs> ube is ineffable. Let's make that T-shirt. Uh, what was Dave trying to say the other day? Oh, sublimate. No, what was he saying? I forget. Something like sublimation. I don't know. He, he was trying to. It's, he was, it was. It was. It was also ineffable. Yeah, ineffable. What um, can either of you describe to me the flavor or just for, so for for somebody out there who has no idea what we're talking about, who's heard us say ube curious seventeen times and doesn't know what this is? It is all. All we've said is it's a dark skinned, purple fleshed. Not sweet potato. Yes. Um, what do you guys describe the flavor of ube or any of these various foods you're seeing at restaurants, Priya, the, the ube pastries and goods? Like what is what is the flavor of this thing? To me, it is like a little sweet potato and a little taro. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's like got the taro like earthiness kind of mm. and kind of like a creamy. I don't know. It's like, like not creamy. But it's like a richness to it. Yeah. That like taro taro has. Uh, I think it's vanilla. It's vanilla, yeah. For me, it also has like a coconutty-ness to it in the same way that like pandan has. Um, it's not like coconut flavored, but I feel like it has a little bit of coconutty-ness Or is it because that's it. what people 
I, I feel like that might be the thing where like ube and coconut get paired so often that yeah. when people sell like an ube bun or an ube brownie or whatever, they've like put a bunch of coconut in it too because ube has no flavor. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> oh. I don't know. I was, I was like tasting the ube that I brought and I definitely got like sweet, sweet potato-esque like tubery notes, but I got like a little bit of coconutiness even without the coconut portion of the recipe. Okay, I'm, okay. fair, fair enough. Fair. I'm not, I, I'm not going to try to uh, uh, gaslight you on the coconut you did or didn't taste. <laughs> I'm kidding, Priya. Um, okay, so we've established that ube is a trending ingredient in 2023, and will probably be a trending ingredient in 2024 and 2025. Uh, it is. Hard to find, at least on the West Coast in LA, it was hard here, to find in but fresh I, form. I do think it's, I read somewhere that it was invasive. It's kind of invasive in oh. its native oh. habitat. Cool. I mean, not cool. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> cool for some. Yeah. <laughs> and then did we figure out? Cool so, for and, Ube. Yeah. <laughs> Ube is also, let's see here. Uhi is another is a Hawaiian yam because like I also associate oh. ube with Hawaii yeah, for yeah, some reason. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like just like an island island yeah. food, but it's a, I guess it's a different thing. But the the purpleness is crazy. It is the purpleness is undeniably beautiful. I think uh, although when I made mine, I lost all purpleness oh. to to my ube. Is this a trend I, with Chris's? I cooked baked the goods. I cooked like anything I try to make colorful just turns out into like. <laughs> It sucks the color out of the universe. It's just it's just like an all-consuming color monster. Um, and we we got like actually a decent number of submissions when we put this out to our audience to give us their ube recipes. So we got a ube Basque cheesecake from Ankita Krishnan, ube cookies and ube cake from Cecilia Wong. Oh God, Ginatang Bilo Bilo from Leon Cruz. Horchata from Hugo Ta, Sweet Potato, Halpia Squares from Brandy Yamada. Um, we debated this last time. Mm-hmm. Which one did you choose, Rachel, and why did we do that? Uh, I chose the Sweet Potato, Halpia. Is it Halpia? Hapia? Hapia? Hapia. Hapia. We're sorry. <laughs> Hapia Squares. Um, I think the other contender for me was the Gilatong Bilo Bilo. <laughs> Um, because that was a, a dessert soup, which I, you know, grew up with and have some affinity for. But just knowing our <laughs> recipe club format, um, I thought, you know, this tart seems there's more components. It seems like we can play around with more things. And it also seems like mildly seasonal. You know, it's sort of like a. It's a little like pumpkin spice in yeah, a way. It's a, it's like, a gourd based or a go- tuber based yeah. dessert. Gourd. Mm-hmm. I feel like gourds and tubers are in the same, not literally the same family. Careful now. <laughs> so far we're calling sweet potatoes the same thing as yams. Now we're saying gourds and tubers are the same thing. Oh, really I'm just saying that they have like, you know, like you just have some like earthy sweetness from both. Damn, dude. You said that, not me. That's a stereotype I am not willing to put out there for a gourd. But it's, yeah, seasonal delight. So I thought, let's do the tart. Uh, yes. And speaking of sort of Hawaiian inflected things, the uh, hapia is a Hawaiian coconut pudding. Yes. Like very, very uh, mm-hmm. common in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but Brandy Yamada sent this recipe in. 
Hi, my name is Brandy Yamada, and this is my recipe for sweet potato halpia squares. I'm from Hawaii originally, uh, and I've been living in Korea for the past 10 years. But um, this recipe or this dessert is just really popular everywhere in Hawaii. You can find it just in like grocery store refrigerator sections or in fancier dessert shops there. And um, it's just, it's just so good. <laughs> like I made it recently for my sister's wedding. I made all the desserts for it and that was her number one request and everyone ate all of it. And um, it's just well known. And it has like elements that are popular. Like we eat the Okinawan sweet potato and ube, which like when I told my mom that I was doing this podcast, she thought, and I said, oh, it's a ube recipe, but I told them that we can use it interchangeably. And she said, what? I thought they were the same thing anyway. So a lot of people don't even realize that they're different things, Okinawan sweet potato and ube. Um, but we eat that all the time in like lots of desserts or just by itself. And then halpia, a coconut pudding, it's on a lot of cakes in like more of a loose form, or we just eat it by itself in a firmer form. We can almost just like break it and it holds its shape, but kind of a gelatin texture. Um, and it's a traditional Hawaiian type of dessert. So actually my sister's husband's father this is his recipe yeah we've just added little twists i suppose like nowadays i might put some coconut flakes on top but that's not the norm it takes time and then i was thinking if someone didn't know what this was yeah you should chill it and eat it cold i would recommend of all the different coconut milks the aroy d brand that has the strongest coconut flavor at least with the cans and then don't overcook the halpia. You want it to still be quite soft. So as soon as it thickens a bit in the pot, that's the time to take it off, pour it on top. It's a layered dessert. So there'll be a nice crumbly crust and then the ube layer and then the halpia on top. So three layers. And um, you want the halpia not to get too firm. 20 minutes is going to be really tough and the slow cooker is going to be disgusting. <laughs> So you have this three-tiered um, nutty crust, purple uh, filling, and then this clean white top to it. So that's the recipe as originally sent in and originally made by Brandy. Thank you for sending that in. But, of course, here on Recipe Club, we don't do anything by the book. We like to do things crazy style. So we all took a spin on the Wheel of Death. Is it behind me? Right here. And got our marching orders. Each of us received a constraint. So I landed on slow cooker. So I had to make my version of the hapia sweet potato squares in a slow cooker. Um, Rachel, for the 25th time this season, <laughs> got under 20 minutes. So she had to make her version in less than 20 minutes. And Priya, who is adopting Dave's constraint, um, inherited doomsday. So she had to make her hapia sweet potato squares using nothing but shelf-stable ingredients, just in case, you know, the I'm apocalypse comes I'm so confused tomorrow. as to why we all keep spinning the same thing. And it's not even like we're spinning ourselves. Like, you're spinning for me, and I get the same thing. Yeah. Feels I don't know rigged. how it's happening. It's it does feel rigged. I wish that I could say I was rigging it. 
but I would be rigging it against myself every time because I have not been happy with a single result this season. This is something that the universe wants to teach you. <laughs> just <laughs> how to slow cook. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. I, like, here's my over. Uh, I'll get into this Until later. Until you accept it, you're going to keep <laughs> spinning slow You're cooker. 100% right because this is like, this is seriously, I've, I've drawn slow cooker so many times. I've drawn the short straw on slow cooker so many times the this season. The last time we talked. Yeah. yeah. And I just cannot believe how slow a slow cooker is. <laughs> like yesterday, I was going to make this in the studio um, during work. And I thought to myself... I've got about like 90 minutes left before I have to leave. I can probably crank this thing out in the slow cooker. Uh, spoiler alert. It took nine hours for me to slow cook my what? version of this thing. It's just like, it was, it did not, the slow cooker is Send so, so yeah. I know it is. And to your point, it's like the universe is trying to teach me to slow down, man. Yeah. Patience. Just like chill out. Let it cook. Let it cook <laughs> let itself. It, let it cook slowly. Let it cook slowly, bro. Uh, where should we start, guys? This is this is Rachel's episode. Uh, I like to start with the one that's sort of closest to the original so we can get a sense of it. But I don't know. Priya, how, how off book do you think you had to go for this? Uh, I didn't go too off book, but I did have to, like, get some pastry science involved. Oh, that sounds Whoa. good. Let's go to Priya first. Priya, the doomsday <laughs> prepper. Um, <clears throat> pretend. Priya, as you describe this, will you do it? Not as like a past tense thing. Will you describe this to us as though you are a doomsday prepper prescribing this to us <laughs> as people who oh like you're God. trying to convince to be a doomsday prepper with you? Yeah. <laughs> so the mushroom fungus is coming for us all. <laughs> Most of the world will be dead in two years. So stock up on your firearms, order a Priya's bunch of children's frozen meat. Cookbook is coming out as well. It's <laughs> fine because your children are going to die in right. one year. Buy that book and then get prepping. <laughs> then get prepping. Yeah. Oh man, I'm lovely. Priya, you got a real yes and attitude, and I really appreciate it. So, so what should I do? What should I do, Priya? Uh, I've I've built my bunker, but I'm just craving. I'm craving a taste of the islands. I need some sweets for dessert. Okay, so what you're going to want to do is for your crust, really all you have to substitute is the butter. Um, so uh, refined coconut oil makes for a great option because refined coconut oil has a coconutty flavor, but unlike unrefined coconut oil, it's milder, so it's not going to overpower the entirety of the crust. For cashews, uh, for nuts, I would choose cashews um, just because I feel like they give you that nice richness um, and they're again, mild. So to make your, the crust, you just do coconut oil, sugar, flour, chopped nuts. It gets into that nice sandy texture very easily. Put it in your pan, bake it easy enough for the filling. It gets a little bit more complicated because I considered, even though I imagine ube will last a long time, I considered that not a shelf stable item and also eggs are not shelf stable. So I did a bunch of research online and you can buy dehydrated ube. It's just like nothing but ube, just dehydrated. Um, and so I found um, a brand where they didn't add any food coloring. It was just like just the ube dehydrated and then just like crushed into a powder. I ordered a bunch of that. 
And so what I ended up doing was I bought uh, a can of sweet potato uh, filling and folded like the ube, the dehydrated ube into the sweet potato. And it sort of basically made it was the it was like the equivalent of buying canned canned ube. Um, I think the mixture ended up being like half dehydrated ube half sweet potato filling but it got to a really really nice consistency that felt that i felt really good about um and then with the eggs i needed something that would like bind and thicken in the same way and seth suggested a combination of cornstarch and arrowroot powder because both are thickeners but he said arrowroot powder gives you a little bit more of a gelatinous texture which he feels like this, like he read the recipe and he was like, I feel like they're going for a little bit. You want a little bit of bounce to the pie. And so the arrowroot powder will give you that bounce. So I kind of just like messed with the ratios until I found like a batter consistency that I felt good about. Evaporated milk, shelf stable, vanilla, salt. Um, instead of the butter, I once again swapped in the refined coconut oil, mixed it, baked it. The texture was fantastic when I cut into it. It sort of felt like a pumpkin pie consistency. And then the, is it pronounced hopia? Halpia. Hopia. Well, we think. Halpia. Yeah, halpia. The hopia was very easy. I just made it exactly as described, uh, plopped it on top. Uh, this was delicious. It was not too sweet, which, as we all know, is the gold standard of desserts. Um <laughs> It was like that really beautiful purple color. Um, the texture was just right. It was creamy. It was a little bit bouncy. Um, the crust worked out great. It wasn't too coconutty. Um, yeah, even Seth liked it. Awesome. So did you feel like, I mean, I obviously I, I, you didn't make the original version, but did you feel it was doomsday -y? Did you feel like it was like using shelf-stable ingredients took away from it at all? What did you think ultimately of the powdered, dehydrated ube? It didn't taste doomsday. And then I was thinking about how like so many recipes for that type of pie use canned stuff to yeah. begin with. And mm -hmm. so really I was just like substituting the eggs out for another type of like thickener. So it didn't really feel like I was missing out on anything did by not using fresh. Vegan? I actually thought. Is it vegan now? Yeah, I guess technically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Doomsday Vegan. Accidentally vegan. <clears throat> well, I think of the arrowroot as a living being, so wow. technically yeah. no. <laughs> and the corn and from which, from which starch is harvested. <laughs> corn has more DNA than us. What does that mean? It just has more information in its DNA. Why? I don't know. Corn is one one thing. Just a bunch. It's more co complex for some reason. <laughs> corn is more complex than humans? It just has more DNA. I'm just telling you a fact. <laughs> Maybe we should have given you the doomsday reference, Simon. Dude, where are you getting these facts? Also, when you poop out corn, it's the exact same. Like, We're 27 minutes shape. in. We did it. We, we got, did it. We got a poop. We got a corn poop. Wait, reference. say that again. She's when saying that the body corn, doesn't change the, the corn same. at all. Right. Oh, it's like it's quinoa. The same coming in as going out. Do you find that with quinoa as well? Because I do. I hate Haven't noticed. Will be on alert. Yeah, check it out next time. It's yeah. not okay. <laughs> Both of you are wrong. It is not the same. Corn that I put in my mouth and eat yeah. 
is not the same as corn that comes out no. of my butt. <laughs> okay, like it is. One it major is. thing has changed. It came out of my butt. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a big, 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 big difference. Okay, I understand what you're saying on the cellular level. It has not changed, but one important thing has changed for that corn. Uh, I got it's life changing for the corn. <laughs> honestly, that corn will never be the no. same. <laughs> that corn knows me spiritually, intimately, it's... Uh, <laughs> biblically, biblically it's knows me biblically. Um, gross. I got slow cooker, and unlike last time, the three of us sat together. I actually used the slow cooker because I got a little guff from you two. Yeah. You would not accept it for the second time. No way. Peanut gallery. I, uh, so here's the thing. I did a little bit of poking around on baking in a slow cooker. Because, I, you know, ostensibly it should work. There shouldn't be, there's, there's not too much different in that environment. And there's a lot of stuff online about, um, there's, there seems like be like a whole community of, of bake in a slow cooker people. Christina Tozzi in her cookbook she has a slow cooker cake recipe and I've made it. It's really good. I think that they are all fine. Here's my thing. And I'll get to this in the end. I think that everything that comes out of a slow cooker is exactly the same. <laughs> it's, like, that's the whole point. Like a it's stew? Like, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what happens to corn. It goes into the slow cooker. <laughs> it all becomes one thing. But it looks like it came out of a butt. Yeah, exactly. It's maybe the exact same thing. The slow cooker is just a slow digester of food that turns everything into the same thing. So that is what it's a transmogrifier. So I I wanted to I I opted to do something a little different than do like a crust at the bottom and then do a layer of, of filling on top and then do this, uh, the, the, the hoppiest stuff on top, because I just thought if you're doing a slow cooker, if you're a slow cooker person, you're still not somebody who wants to spend a cumulative 27 hours making this right. one dessert. So I decided to turn mine more into like a, I did the filling on the bottom and then I did like a crumble topping oh, on, on top of it. So <clears throat> I um the one thing I didn't think was going to work well or or at all in this was to bake it all and then add the hoppia layer and then chill that like that was just going to make yeah. the, the rest of it horrifying. So I did the filling more or less as described here. I found some uh, or Gabby found me some pureed ube in the freezer. A weird thing that happened with that was <laughs> She got me three eight-ounce bags of this ube puree. Two were beautiful lilac grimace purple, mm-hmm. and the other one was just poo-poo brown. Different <laughs> brands? Oh, no. like, same brands. Wow. Three of the same packages. Three identical packages. <laughs> one a very different color than Whoa. the other ones. And I was like, God damn. Like, I tried to avoid using the third one, but I, I, I needed more ube, so I, I smelled them. They all smelled the same. I put them in there. It was fine. I mix those all together. I mix, I mix those all together into the in the in the slow cooker uh, tub. I added instead of like I said, instead of making a separate hoppy layer, I sort of <clears throat> integrated the coconut milk into the into the the filling batter. Um, and the one thing I wanted to make sure didn't happen was I didn't want the filling to be so thin that if I try to top it, it was just all gonna sink in and become nothing. So I needed, I was basically, I just, I I left out the evaporated milk, even though I bought it and I left out the water. I added cornstarch to it as well. 
I just wanted to make sure it was still thick enough that it could sustain this this crumb topping. So it was the same filling except for with the addition of coconut milk. I started that in the slow cooker, and then I made this crumb topping by basically using the same ingredients, using uh, pecans and almonds that I found in the studio. I chopped those up. I mixed them with the flour and the sugar, then sort of just like put a bunch of softened butter and, you know, worked them into each other into little crumbly crumb crumb balls. Uh, Sprinkled that all over the top. And God, I was so optimistic. It looks so cool. It was just like a perfect purple puree filling that looked really beautiful. It had exactly the right sort of density that this crumb topping wasn't sinking into. Mm. It's like sitting right on top. Did it look like a cobbler basically? It looked exactly like a cobbler. And it wasn't a ton of, I added like, sorry, I added like a thick layer of the crumb topping on, on, on the top as well. And then this was at... 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> and uh, I... Set... You brought it home. You started it at the office and you brought it home? No, I, I oh. intended to start at the office. I brought it home instead. Then I got I sidetracked see, by see. having to do life. <laughs> and I didn't start this thing until like 9.30. 10 o'clock, I was like, okay, this will be done by like midnight. Um, oh, no. I So, okay, so the, the, other, the other adjustment I made was just I wanted the topping to get some degree of crunchiness. So I just felt nervous that if I kept the lid fully on, it was just going to be too wet and steamy in there and yeah. it was mm-hmm. going to condense. So I took a pair of uh, disposable chopsticks and I split those in half and put them on the rim of the canister and then set the lid on top. So it was sort of vented all around. Um, to like dry it out. Yeah, to keep yeah. Like, to let, some, oh, let, the, let the condensation escape. Um, chopsticks. chopsticks. They do it all. <laughs> That's actually how I vent when I do um, <laughs> a rice porridge, too. I'll vent it by putting a pair of chopsticks across oh, the yeah, top yeah. And, and leave it like that. Um, it's like Priya's wooden spoon in the doll. It is yeah, like your wooden spoon thing. in the doll. Same thing. So 10 o'clock, I start this thing. Jamie goes to bed. My wife goes to bed. I'm like, oh, I'm going to st- I'm gonna stay up with this thing. <laughs> I said, I'm going to stay up with this. <laughs> your baby. <laughs> with my baby for another half hour or something. I'm staying downstairs. I'm waiting for this thing. It's on high on the slow cooker. Midnight rolls around. I look at it and I was like, it had just barely started to bubble a little. And oh, like no. Ube, like, it just like had these little <laughs> pockets of like what looked like just spit, purple spit. Like La Brea Tar Pit style. Just like little spit bubbles coming out of it. And I was like, nothing is happening. Do you remember where either of you guys did neither of you guys did the um, dump cake recipe, right? That was Brian. No, it was like that where I was like, I did it. Oh, maybe you did. Yeah, I did do it. I was like, nothing is happening. Yeah, that's right. You did the dump cake recipe and omitted the something or other butter or something. I just remember. I, But nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And a few of the recipes I had seen online for sort of baking in the slow cooker was, were the exact same, which like put a bunch of, Peaches and sugar in there and then top with like yep. a cake mix and put a bunch yeah. of butter on it and it'll turn into a cobbler. Yeah. So nothing happened. It was midnight. I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to come back down in two hours and check on this thing. What? No. Yeah, yeah. So I set my alarm for two in the morning. This is like a newborn. Oh, my wow. God. I got up at two in the morning, came downstairs, a little more activity, a little more <laughs> spit. The crust starting to look like maybe some sort of chemical reaction was happening there, but more or less it was still just this the exact same. Oh, poor Chris. So I was like, okay. 
Chris, it's a slow cooker. Yeah. Why didn't you just sleep overnight? So I turned it. Yeah. No. So okay. Okay. That's what. Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) I reached that conclusion at this point. I was like, you know what? This motherfucker is slow as hell. I'm gonna (laughs) just let it slow ass cook down here. So I I turned it to. I left it on. I left it on high. I think at that point at two in the morning, I left it on high. I, my, my nightmare was also that it was going to like actually start b- bubbling or boiling and then like my whole beautiful crumb top was going to fall apart. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. <laughs> Slow cooker never reaches the boil. Yeah. I went back upstairs. I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> 3.30, my wife wakes me up in a start and is like, Chris. And I was like, what, 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 what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? She's like, what's going, what is happening downstairs? Why does it smell so good in here? <laughs> smell woke her up. She was like, why did you, did you leave the oven on or something? Like, what's happening? What's going on? And I was like, oh, okay, hold on. I was just, I'll, and she's like, well, I mean, did you, what's going on down there? Did you leave something on? I was like, I'm just, and the recipe, and I was just like, what's happening? And she's like talking to me now because she's much more awake than me. And I was like, stop talking to me. <laughs> just like, I went downstairs. I turned it down to low and I was like, because it, it was a little more activity. The crust was starting to get a little crunchy, but I was hoping that it would turn brown. Mm-hmm. Unfounded hope, and I uh, I turned it to low, and I was like, "Forget this! Like, I've got three more hours of sleep. I'm just gonna wake up and see what this thing looks like." <laughs> but I will say this: at that moment, she was a hundred percent right. It had just this like maddeningly wonderful perfume through the whole house. <laughs> it smelled insanely delicious in my entire house, just like butter and vanilla and ube and fat and sugar. It was just it smelled so good in the house. And at three thirty, I'm down there checking on my my slow cooker, and just out of like habit, I just like open the refrigerator to like see if there's anything to eat. And then I was like, it's three thirty in the morning. Like I gotta go to sleep. Anyway, I was like, it was pretty close then. It was starting to form a crust. I could still see it was very purple. I stuck a chopstick down into it just to see what was going on in there, and like yeah, I pulled again. it up, and like the filling was still really beautiful purple. I was like, dude, this is gonna be incredible. Uh, nice. 6.30 in the morning I got down there. The crust was now crusty. Whoa. Uh, That's impressive. But the whole thing had turned more into like a, a cake. <laughs> like one underneath the crust, it was sort of more like f- almost like a fudgy little cake or whatever. Okay. No signs of purpleness whatsoever. <laughs> Just like it was not Aww. purple at all. <laughs> it still smelled intoxicatingly wonderful. No purple. <laughs> Like, no, so it was brown. It was like brown and what is the color? Gray. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it had like reverse Pleasantville. Like into cement. Like, into, yeah. yeah. Texturally very nice. Very sweet. Uh, an ideal vehicle for ice cream. Um, but I had lost that nice little layer of, of, of purpleness. And so I don't know. If I had done it again – Maybe just a, a slightly thinner layer of the of the crumb topping on there uh, might have might have done it, but like I, I think that that's what a cobbler it was a cobbler. It was just like the the filling and the topping had sort of merged in a nice way, so it was just like a sweet pasty thing. So overall, uh, nice way to wake up. Um, <laughs> You know, nice. the best if, part if, of waking <laughs> up is ube in your slow cooker. Oh. Wow, exactly. So that was that was my version. 
My overall, it was 10 a.m. to 6:30 a.m. or 10 p.m. to 6:30 a.m. Oh my god! Uh, a long, long sleepless night for this guy, but it was all worth it to have some sweet ube in your cup, ube in my cup in the morning. Uh, Rachel. Speaking of cups. Speaking of cups. Ooh, nice. And the opposite side of the spectrum, Rachel Kong. How do you make this thing in under 20 minutes? Yeah, it seemed quite impossible. Um, I did a lot of thinking about how I would do this. Um, and in the end, I decided to take large liberties. My <laughs> just as many, many have in wow. the past. Um, and my strategy was to basically make a microwave ube mug cake. And I, I did, I still wanted to retain the, the layers, but there was no way I was going to make hapia in 20 minutes. Like you need to set it. Mm -hmm. There's a gelatin component. I searched my seafood city, my local seafood city to see if there was like prepared hapia. I couldn't find it. It maybe is out there, but I just couldn't personally find it. Hey, what is that? Can you give us a taste of what Seafood City is like? You keep on referring to this mystical place, but people who don't know what well, is Seafood Well, you can – it's it's pretty big. It's a huge chain, and you can buy a lot of Filipino ingredients online, and they ship to the contiguous United States, maybe even non-contiguous. <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, they – yeah, are this huge Filipino chain. They have seafood, live seafood, but they also have all these Filipino ingredients – I happen to have like three grocery stores near me that are Filipino, but Seafood City, I think, is the biggest and the one that has the most um, seafood. Definitely <laughs> the most seafood. Like I got a fried fish there the other day. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty magical. Um, Sorry. So yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, the three. So the three layers, I, I couldn't find prepared hapia. I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a layer on the bottom that's sort of like mimics the crust and I did crushed up um, almond cookies which um, may sound familiar from the last episode I did yeah. with Priya <laughs> because we had them around and because they're also like you know it was a nut based crust Yeah, and I thought yeah. this works well I'm just going to crush up the cookies sprinkle them at the bottom of a mug a literal mug and <laughs> um, then I mixed together a batter that was basically a lot of the ingredients that are in this recipe like I put in the evaporated milk I also found frozen ube at the seafood city uh, mine was very purple <laughs> I think it was pamana brand pamana mm. brand um, it's not panama it's pamana Right? It was with an M instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah interchange. Yeah. Hey, what is the demonym of people who reside in Seafood City? You think Seafoodians? <laughs> <laughs> we have to. <laughs> um, so I found the frozen ube. I also found the powdered ube. Actually, so this incorporated both of your styles of ube. I found nice. powdered ube in the sort of baking section. Um, so I did frozen ube, an egg, butter. Evaporated milk, sugar, vanilla, salt, flour, um, the ube powder. Mix that together into a batter. Poured it over the cookie crumbs in the mug. I did – this was like two servings that I made. Poured it, poured it into two mugs. Microwaved it for about two minutes. It was like two minutes and 15 seconds I did just to be mm -hmm. safe. At full power. Full power. Yeah. It came out definitely looking like a mug cake, like just like a steamed 
cake, and yeah. it also smelled really good. It just something about nice. these flavors, I think, smell amazing. Like the yeah. ube with the vanilla totally. with I the agree. butter. There's like nothing. It's Definitely. just so good. Um, so yeah. So then the the cake was cooked. Then I scooped on some. Meanwhile, I was toasting some coconut to sprinkle over the top. I I did mm-hmm. um, instead of the hoppy layer, I just scooped coconut ice cream on top and then sprinkled some. Uh, toasted coconut, freshly toasted coconut on top and um, got a long spoon, dug it all the way in to get all of the strata, various strata. And uh, I thought it was delicious. It was like, I, and so I made this all, you know, like I think in under 10 minutes, then it was like piping hot out of the microwave and the like (laughs) ice cream was really cold on top. And so it was all, this is like a lot of contrasts. But even if you waited a few minutes for the cake to cool down, uh, it was still well within 20 minutes. Um, and I thought really delicious. Chris, I tried some too. Yeah. I, uh, she had so much time, in fact, that she and Gabby <laughs> were downstairs in the studio and I was upstairs in our office and Gabby texted me to come try the ube. And I made my slow uh, way down to the office, my slow meandering way down and started eating it, and the clock had not stopped running, and you still had five minutes left. <laughs> still had wow. five minutes left for me to come downstairs and eat this thing. And you know what? Between your last time was the pudding shot thing, oh, the yeah, almond uh-huh. cookie, whatever that was, um, flavored, flavored vodka, vodka pudding delight, and then your ice cream we made for the lemon darty party, and this thing, like, you're there. We Rachel <laughs> should open an Asian dessert cafe tomorrow. Like that's, this yeah. is like, that's, there's no other, we need to, Priya, we just need to figure out a name for this dessert cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, what, 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 Ube in your cup? <laughs> Ube, Ube in your cup. Ube in your cup is pretty good. Corn like, out of the butt. What are some, oh my God, let me look, let me look at this. What's like a, is there like a naming, con, you know, like pho restaurants all have like a sort of pho pun or have like a date We should ask them. ChatGPT. What is a, uh, what's like, what, is there like a naming convention for Asian dessert shops? Well, like, like 85 degrees or whatever. Yeah, they, they also have like a number and then. What are some other, yeah, I'm blanking. <laughs> Quickly Boba? <laughs> meat, oh, Meat Fresh is one. That's a chain. This one's called Phoenix Dessert. Phoenix, All right, yeah. well, listen. Recipe Club fans and wedgies, I need you to I need to to uh, activate and give us a name for Rachel's dessert shop because it was very good. Thank you. It was crazy. I actually, I mean, like no joke. If you had if you had a dessert shop and one of them was like this microwave ube cake, like it would be pretty <laughs> cool. You would just go in and be like, "Here, I microwaved your cake. It was really delicious." Um, How about not too sweet by Kong? Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Not too sweet in big letters and then just like in sort of cursive by Kong. Yeah. I yep. was voted in, uh, I think it was like third grade, I was voted sweetest <laughs> in my class. And it made me so mad, honestly. I was like, they only voted me sweetest because they don't know anything about me. I'm dark. <laughs> So this will show them not too sweet. <laughs> oh, nice! I see where you're going. With yeah, that. I thought, oh wow, yeah. not yeah. too sweet not by too Kong. Sweet. Holy shit! That is a fantastic <laughs> idea. It's a fantastic name. Um, I think that uh, that is the three different variations on this sweet potato hoppia pie. Um, 
who's in there today? Just Victoria and Gabby? Um, they're going to deliberate over who wins this thing. I mean, it's. I feel like everybody did a really good job today. I think Rachel and I yeah. took took pie pretty liberally and decided more for a cobbler and a cake. Sounds like Priya years was more of a pie, but I, I actually, I mean, whatever. Scoring aside, I think nice little little tidbits from everybody's yeah. different methods here. I thought Priya doing the powdered into the can sweet potato was very mm-hmm. smart. Obviously, the microwave cake very smart. And I, I mean, listen, if you want to uh, stick some food into the transmogrifier and have it all come out the same. I found out that you can bake things in a slow cooker. So that's a fine tip. Um, While Gabby and Victoria deliberate over a first, second, and third place finish for this week, let's do a quick check-in with the the season standings. We are are into into the the thick of it here. No, the thick of it was the middle. Where are we now? We're at the tapered end of it. The dregs. We're down to the dregs here. The season. No, something more. <laughs> the more cereal in, milk. We're into the. What, what is it yeah, like? The this, this is the real. This is the real. Just the finish line. We're down to the finish brass line. Brass tax. We're getting down to brass tax here. Oh, damn, Priya saving my ass all over the place today. <laughs> We're down to brass tax. Um, there's not a lot of episodes remaining here. So these standings are pretty close to the what's going to end up in the final here. And. I'll go, I'll go in reverse order. Right now, still living in my parents' basement, unable to just get a foothold on life, <laughs> just to build any sort of momentum. Uh, <clears throat> Christopher Ying, with a season, season average of 8.73, How the Mighty Have Fallen. Rachel, with the very fortuitous season score of 8.88 yeah. in fifth place. Dave Chang, another fallen angel, fourth place, 9.06 points. Angel is liberal up there. <laughs> third, yeah. third place, Brian Ford with 9.17. And since the last time I saw you two, there's been a little change at the top because John DeBerry, unlike the rest of this season, did not win his last episode. So in second place with a season average <gasps> of 9.38, Whoa. John DeBerry. Wow. In first place, what an upset! By point zero two, Priya Krishna, damn, sitting on top of the heap <laughs> with nine point four zero, but that can all change in, a, in, the, in the blink of an eye, in the flap of a butterfly's wing, in in the in the. <laughs> I also feel like you forget to include the like actual last place winners of Recipe Club, which are Jamie and Seth. Yeah, Jamie seems. and Seth, the real losers of Recipe Club, having to be awoken in the middle of like, the night by a by a strange odor coming from downstairs. Wow, it's a fragrance. I feel like it's I feel honor. like I need to warn you that the video is really unhinged for mine because like literally in the middle of the video, Seth was just like, I'm tired of being your consultant for Recipe Club. And I was just like, but I need your help. I thought you wanted to help. And so then it just like, I turned the video off and it cuts to me like a little teary eyed being like, and then you add the flower. Wait, is there maybe like a, um, I feel this might be an Empire Records situation where like Warren hates the record shop. Mm -hmm. Seth hates Recipe Club. But really, he just wants to be in it. He he could easily be number one. <laughs> he just wants to be in it. That's that's why he's so mad about it. He's just yeah. like, what does Priya get to be in it? I don't get to be in it. Yeah. Let me say this before we get to the scores, too. Yes, it was a fragrance and not an odor. Yes. But if you're just sleeping in your bed yeah. 
And then you wake up and your house smells like baking in the middle of the night. Yeah. No matter how pleasant that mm. aroma is, unsettling. Am I having a stroke? Yeah. Am yeah. I having a stroke? Am I smelling hoppy in the middle of the night? That's the first sign of a stroke. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, Gabby, Victoria, booth people. Hi. Um, it's a bit of an upset this week. Uh, in third place this time, we have Priya. Oh, wow. shit. In second place. Whoa. This could change everything. Whoa. This changes a couple of things. Uh, in second place, we're going to give it to Chris for taking care of the baby all night. Whoa. <laughs> and in first place, we have wow. Rachel with her mug cake. Whoa. Wow. This shit is scripted, man. This shit is scripted. Okay. I feel like whoever is Dave is like is cursed, you know. Yeah, it's not I was a good cursed. It's yeah. not, I mean, Dave himself yeah. would admit that as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Eat a Peach is all about. Yeah. Just the curse of being Dave. Except that he is, you know, um, doing quite well. This this changes quite a bit, actually. Damn. Whoa. Are these whoa, whoa, are whoa. these correct? Okay. Updated. Whoa. Okay. That's a wild swing in, in scores here. Uh, reclaiming his place at the top of the heap, as predicted, by the way, by Priya Krishna this season. John DeBerry now sits atop with 9.38, falling into a tie for second place. Whoa. Wow. Priya Krishna and Brian Ford in a tie Damn. Whoa. for second place. Uh, fourth is Dave. Rachel. You've lost your you've lost My your, lucky number. your lucky eight 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 and you've climbed up to nine point zero zero. Um Whoa. how my score just doesn't change. Is that possible? <laughs> just like nothing happens to my score. Did I go can, up slightly? Wasn't I eight point seven four before? Is this possible? It that has I've to just, have gone up. It has to have changed. That's literally what happened so... to everyone else. <laughs> the map's right. It, it I Oh, because in... I'm in every Goddamn oh, oh. episode of this cursed show. My oh, it's average the average. Can't move at all. I see. Um, I, I just, I'm stuck down here, guys. Just, I'm not going to the, I'm not going to the high school reunion. I'm in the basement too, so <laughs> nothing's happening. We can for us. slow cook some stuff there. <laughs> That's where it happens. Yeah, that's where it happens. Life, our lives are just being slow cooked. Um, <laughs> there are a few episodes left for all of this to change. Rachel, this was your last yeah. ingredient, so. Come to the basement with me. Just move into the basement. But listen, I'm at ready. least you climbed above nine, or you climbed above the eights. Because <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm the only one in the eights down here. Somehow I'm the only it's, one in the eights. It's not a contest, Chris. Uh, We're both in the basement. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It doesn't matter how you got to the basement. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your score was. You're in the basement. You're in the basement. Priya, you still have an episode left to reclaim your place. Maple syrup, we're going to have you on again soon. We'll be making the maple pudding cake, the pudding So many desserts at the end. Well, that's when you eat dessert. That's when you eat dessert. Oh, was that intentional? Genius. Of course. But I don't think it was, right? (laughs) Yes, it was. Of course it was. Uh, Who is, is Dave on that episode, Gabby? Priya and JDB will be battling for first place. Oh, Priya. Your oh. last episode of the season will be between you, John, and John DeBerry. But what if you both get second and third? Could could Brian Who knows? move up? Yeah, Who knows Brian's anything? Good. Could wow. Brian move up? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what. This that's, is coming out. The yeah, music. This is incredible. I, we could not have scripted this better. It's coming down to the last game of the season. Priya, the, it's it's a, a clash of the titans. Priya Krishna, the original wedgie. John DeBerry, who she predicted to be the winner of this season, it's all going to go down. It's it's going to be a maple syrup wrestling match. No, it's not. No, it's going to be no. a maple syrup uh, dunk tank chug, chugging contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's still to come this season, I think. And then we've got anything else? A finale. A finale. And Chris, you'll Chris, you'll be there too. I will be there, but I mean. I might as, well be be a, one. might as well be a spectator. I could still. Is I it a slow cooker? No, it's not a slow cooker. We made you spin. A, you spin. I you still spin could again. play spoiler to all this, right? Because I could still displace one of the one of you guys and 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 screw you over. So before you hear the last um, episode of the season, before you hear the maple syrup, there's going to be a few more. There's going to be another little uh, secret special episode, and then we'll get down to the the showdown. Plenty of reason to tune into the last cooking episode of the season. Then we're going to have a finale with all sorts of season awards. Discord, the Major Domo Media Discord, is where all of that voting and scoring will happen. Happen. Uh, you can also check out the Major Domo YouTube channel where you will see Seth make Priya cry. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Okay, I mean, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And you'll see Seth no, doesn't listen to this, so you'll just see me cry. Nobody's making me do it. Uh, and Rachel, do you think you've cried at all this season on the oh, show? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, Wait, more than Chris, once. Is I'm your sure. video just like you in like one of those night night goggles, night vision? Yeah, I hope yeah. so. So my video, um, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't really know because it was. I was just like, I deliriously walked down the stairs, and yeah. then at one point, I think I just use the flash on my phone instead of turning the lights on in the kitchen it's just it's That's totally good. it's totally Blair insane. Project. i have no idea what i said when i opened the thing i was just like muttering things to myself <laughs> oh, and and then i would just like i said i checked the refrigerator to see if there's any like lunch meat and then i went upstairs and went back <laughs> to sleep uh look out for ube it's taking over the world it's exploding all over the place. It is the trending food of the 21st century. A tuber to watch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tuber to watch. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Priya. Thank you, Rachel. Talk to you all very soon. Mm-hmm.